Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 66 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure to tell you that sitting across from you right now is my bestest friend that anybody's had, a brother, Christopher Trujillo. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Hello, Adam. <laughs> How are you today, sir? I'm uh, doing good, but honestly, way nervous. Way nervous? Wait, I didn't tell you beforehand, but I seriously, I'm super nervous. So when, uh, when Matthew and I first started doing podcasts... That was definitely something. It took a few times to shake that. No, hurts literally going into in it. <laughs> I can actually feel it. Well, take comfort to know this isn't live, so there's nobody currently right now listening to it as we're doing it. That does help a little. Okay, good, good. You're gonna be great, though, man. I'm really excited to have you. On. <laughs> Oh man, don't worry, dude. The nerve, the nerves definitely does go away. So to to start today, uh, Chris was telling me off the off mic here that apparently there was a point where I contradicted myself in one of the podcasts that you wanted to call me out on. So I believe, uh, and this might have just been my interpretation of it. So your last podcast you had with Vince, so the one just yesterday, uh huh, <clears throat> you'd said something along the lines of. Uh, you believe in a semi-religious God. Um, let, let me let me specify a little more. Okay. That you believe in an almighty being that is responsible for having created everything. Okay. Is that correct? Like, is that is that fair? Or do you... Like, explain it to me a little more I if, mean, I, if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm definitely... It's not like I'm stuck with that belief. Like, it's not like... You know, I'm I'm married to that idea, but if there is a God, that's what I believe God is. Okay. Yes. And then later in the podcast, you were talking about dimensions. Yes. You were saying that the tenth dimension, in essence, it being everything, uh huh, is God. Yes. Or that is, if God were a being, that is where God would exist and operate. Yes. Okay, maybe that's right. But so you, you think. If God is a being, they uh-huh. operate within the tenth dimension. Well, if you think God is a being, sure. But if you think God is just the is just the encompassing of everything, then God would be the tenth dimension. And if the tenth dimension acts on its own will within the other nine dimensions, then that dimension itself would be God. That's it's very. It's that's very trippy to think about. Yes, <laughs> it's trippy. it's very it's very open for interpretation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Totally. So, that's what like, I wanted to get. But at. I'm actually I'm glad you asked that because it actually affirms a point that I've made previously on this podcast in regards to religion and the way the way that I describe my beliefs to people. And I said one time on the podcast that the reason why when somebody asks me, do I believe in God, I'm more likely to say no mm-hmm. than I am yes. And it's specifically for that reason. You know, what, what I just explained to you now, that is my interpretation of God. Mm-hmm. But usually when somebody asks you that question, do you believe in God? It comes with a religious connotation uh, with it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't like to say yes when I'm asked that question because I I do not adhere to a religion, nor do I believe in the biblical sense of God as being this bearded man that, you know, created us in his own image, you know, to an extent of interpretation maybe, but that's why I'm so like iffy to answer that question unless I'm willing to get into that kind of conversation with that person. You know what I mean? I do, and whenever someone asks me that question, do you believe in God, Uh I just say, I believe in the possibility of a God. Yeah. Because I don't have a firm belief that there is an almighty being that created everything. Right. That is in charge of everything outside of time, outside of life and death. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know, and and not that anyone really knows, for Mm -hmm. sure, but... I just do. I believe in the possibility of it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in the possibility of aliens and life on other Earths and right. a lot of other things. Not that trivialize it, but I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, I believe in the possibility. I'm. I'm not a guy that 
usually uh, deals in definites. Yeah, I, I'm very open minded when it when it comes to that kind of stuff. Absolutely, I don't think you should deal with definites. Now, I do appreciate the Bible and I do appreciate religion because I am somebody who enjoys the stories just as much as I enjoy learning about Greek mythology. You know, but but that's all oh, it is I love to Greek me, mythology. right? You know, well, and that's the way that I look at like the stories from the Bible. To me, that's just another mythos that's really fun to read about and interpret in your own way. So th- th- so I enjoy religion for those reasons. And some of my favorite films are films that give this kind of visualization to what God or the devil is. And I always appreciate seeing those kind of interpretations just as much as I like seeing interpretations of, you know, Greek mythos or Norwegian mythos. You know, I enjoy that kind of stuff. But as far as like... I, but I'm just I'm not religious. I don't believe right. In you know the me, Bible. me either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. even close. But I mean the I mean the, I guess the closest anything you could call me would I be I guess be agnostic, which is you know just that oh you believe there's something out there, but we're just you know we're too dumb to even try to fathom what that something is. But I don't know. Re- religion's always just one of those. I only will respond a certain way to that question depending on how deep of a conversation I'm willing to have that day. (laughs) So one that I've adopted lately, a title, when people ask me, Uh um, I I actually got from some of my uh, Swedish ancestors uh, when they were visiting here. Um, They brought it to my attention. Now I I now identify as a, a heathen. A heathen. I do. And define diff- define heathen. Honestly, yeah, the definition has actually surprised me as well. Um, a person who does not belong to a widely held religion, as oh. regarded to those who do. That's oh. it. That's all it is. Okay, there you That's go. all it is. Yeah. They, now, back in the day, there were uh-huh. air quotes there, just in case you guys are wondering. That just was usually held to Christianity, higher or not higher religions, the more well known religions, right. so to speak. But that's all it means. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true, though. It's, I, uh, religion, it's like, I, th- there's always people who are the exception to this rule also. But it's always so hard to have conversations with people who are super religious, too, about these kind of beliefs that like I hold or that you hold because, and it's just because they hold so strongly to theirs, you know, but the the reason why I feel like beliefs like yours or I do better in this kind of world that we live in is because it, it allows us to live outside of a bubble, you know, where I think you, people like you and I are very willing to listen to all of the religious people, but none of the religious people are quite willing to listen to us all the time, you know? So I think it, it, it comes down to are you willing to believe that you may be wrong? Right. And if you are extremely religious, not you have to be extremely religious, if you're just religious, uh-huh. you may be able to accept that maybe some of your ideals are wrong or maybe just some of the things about your mm-hmm. religion may be wrong. But you're never going to – the core of your religion, you're – most likely never going to be like, nope, nope, yeah, totally. I can totally believe that's wrong. I can totally believe that my God is wrong. That's never a thought that would cross your mind. Right. But I think in order to have any sensible conversation about anything, you Uh have to be able to think, I may be wrong Mm -hmm. on what I'm saying, just as I'm saying this now. (laughs) (laughs) I I may be wrong about needing to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, I mean, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I I do, that's definitely where my frustration comes in with a lot of people, you know, and I, and I'm friends with a lot of people who are very religious. And not religion specific. It comes across when talking to people on the internet, Facebook, everywhere. Yeah. With anything. I mean, you see that a lot with politics right now, you know, where there's a lot of people from both sides who aren't willing to even open the possibility that they could even remotely be wrong about what they're saying. And just, it's toxic. Look what the fuck it's doing. It's fucking toxic shit. I mean, that's why religion is so toxic also, though. I mean, all the wars and shit that have been fought over fucking religion over the years. I mean, but, yeah, but that that's not, I mean, any I mean, any worse than any other war has been fought over. Any, any war that's been fought over. Right. Someone's wrong, no matter mm. no matter what, right? Right? I mean, to someone, no matter what side you're on, the other side's wrong sometimes. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean like, I guess, it doesn't... Yeah. It, 
no one's ever 100% right. Right. When it gets down to it. Right. I mean, that'd be my argument. War is just wrong. Usually both sides <laughs> are usually just wrong. In right. Some way. A necessity. It, it hurts to say it. But I have to say, yeah, sometimes. Well, it's a necessity because w- people are just violent people, like creatures. Right. It's it, just, it, that's just how we it, are. It's, it sucks. Like, gosh, oh, you and you and Vince are talking about the, um, the video. It's basically someone was being beat for sixteen minutes. You were talking about. Yes. That's all the detail you need. <laughs> but that. And it's just like, gosh, there are people that just wicked in the world or that detached from emotion. Well, like, yeah. I, I, what is it? I don't and that it, was where I was saying, like, the morbid oh. curiosity comes in. Because literally, people people that do that kind of thing, I, I have to not watch it anymore. I used to be able to. I uh-huh. used to be able to have yeah, that, that, that morbid curiosity of, oh, right. let's just see it. Oh, it's so, ah, it's right. taboo. I'm watching it. <laughs> but n- now it, it makes me... So, at first, I kind of feel sick to my stomach a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. And then I just get so furious. Yeah. Because I'm just like, these people, like, people like that make me want to be a bad person. It's like, like, you know, punisher status. You know what I I mean? I'm just like, I'd be okay going to hell for the rest of my life if it meant I got to rid the world of people like this. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Oh, and then it's like, oh, come on. Never mind. Think positive. Think positive. Well, what, can you, what can you do to help the world? What can you do? Oh, come on. Get off the negative so, train. <laughs> I try. I try. So as somebody who is morbid curious about a lot of things, I've given stuff like that a lot of thought. And I've reached conclusions that I do not think are very popular conclusions. But I think... Are ours ever. <laughs> true. But I do believe it is a realistic conclusion. So let's look at let's look at a larger scale first, right? So let's look at just the universe and what exists in the universe. You know, you have these explosions that exist in the in the universe, these gigantic pieces of violence, you know, of stars exploding or galaxies colliding or a planet dying or a star dying or a black hole incinerate, you know, sucking in everything in sight out of existence. There's violence that exists in the universe. Therefore, the universe cannot exist without this violence because that is how things are destroyed and new things are created. So now if you look, now we already know through, you know, uh, research of, you know, microorganisms and cells and atoms that everything that works at the large scales that we can see quite clearly also work at a very small atomic level. So I think it works the same way with anything that exists ever or anything that's in existence, that violence always just has to exist because that's how things are destroyed and new things are created. And so when it comes by to definition lot, of violence, right, <laughs> well, exactly. Well, at least half of it. So then you get to this point of us as a species who are violent and doing wars and killing each other and doing these heinous things that we see on live links that make you and I just go, how the fuck could anybody bring themselves to do that kind of stuff and not just do it, but to enjoy it, you know? And even aside from... It makes you want to be Frank Castle. Well, and even aside from any of the things you watch on live leaks, there are much more mainstream things than we know about, about serial killers and cult leaders and the things that they did. And I used to have this book, uh, not to go on on too much of a tangent i used to have this book that was called the anatomy of evil and it was interesting because it was trying to explain that there are people out there that they would consider more evil than somebody who killed 20 killed and raped 20 people and they were just going through these people in uh recorded history who have just done these like weird outlandish but just horrific things to people not killing people though but just these weird, horrific, heinous things. things that I would read and go the same way as like watching those videos and go, I can't believe there was somebody who was actually doing this kind of shit. Right. You know? Right. I- so when I look so just to conclude here, when I look at all of those things that happen and I can't understand it, well, there's a lot of things that happen in the vacuum of space in our expanded universe that I don't understand either, but it does play a pivotal part 
in the role of the universe and why the universe is what it is and why we have the laws of physics and stuff that we do. So I almost want to say that when you see those things, we don't understand it, but on some plane, on some level, it's necessary. So... I, Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Okay. Totally, I totally get what you're saying. However, <clears throat> I think you're taking violence and associating it with evil. Uh-huh. And you don't need to be violent. I don't think I was associating the two. But but I was Oh, you, well, you're going continue what you're going to say. You first. you went from violence from the planets exploding to violence on Earth to those people doing terrible things. Okay, I I see I see the point you're making. Go ahead and go on. I'll, I'll so, read a little after. So, I was just yeah, so violence and evil itself can be two separate things entirely. Correct. Yes, I agree. Okay, that that literally was it. Oh, okay. So my so my argument to that is still that it is necessary, right? Violence when, or evil? Both. I do believe both is necessary. Totally get the violence part. Let's jump on the evil train. Okay. So the reason why I believe uh, that evil is necessary is because what we have been able to observe so far and what has become more prominent just within the past 20 years of research into like quantum physics and mechanics and stuff is that there exists a very intricate and delicate balance that maybe we don't quite understand and have a grasp on yet but we're pretty confident that it's there those are things like the fibonacci sequence outlines or sacred geometry different things like that right like the flower of life tattoo i have on my arm it's all like sacred geometry stuff it all represents balance well so i believe that when it comes to things like evil i do believe there is an immense amount of love out there that exists within the universe that not only people but objects and anything can animate but when you get to a point of having that much love or that much of anything there always has to be an equal and opposite reaction. And if the opposite and if evil, and if there's that much love in the universe, well, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction and that's evil. So you're saying you believe in the evil simply on principle that there has to be the opposite of love and you do believe in love. Yes. Or just, or whatever, whatever that interpretation is of love. It could be peace, right? But just anything that can exist, there has to be an equal and opposite thing the other way. Absolutely. For everything. For everything. Yes. And I think that exists on a scale that we can't even fathom. But well, I mean, it, 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 it exists on a molecular level. Right, exactly. Quite, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Smaller well, than but, that. But that's my point. And, that, and that's where I come with that conclusion because there are certain things that lead to that that we are able to observe quite well. And it, it was kind of going uh, earlier we were watching Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, yeah, yeah. talking and he gave that analogy about doing all of these uh, experiments to prove that a bear is not in a cave without actually having to go in there, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And at one point you just have to accept Accept it as truth. So that's After kind so of, much evidence. Yes. You have to accept that even though you have not checked the cave based on all the evidence otherwise. Right. You can deduct that it's probably not in there. Exactly. And so I use that. And you can move on. Mm-hmm. One, I use that same kind of uh, way of thinking and coming up with the just if the world is balanced, the universe is balanced, and I do believe it is, then there's an opposite to any everything, anything and everything. I believe in this world right now, there is some entity out there, some human that is literally the complete and exact opposite of everything that you are. However much you love, there is something out there that that hates just as much. If there's something, if you have anger issues and that person has like, he's too nice to people. Like I I do believe that exists as well. I do. I think there's balance to everything on every single scale. So (coughs) if, so if, and if we're able to constantly see evil in the world, then we're also able to see very kind and loving acts. So, but they both exist for a reason. Oh, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Whatever that reason is, but it could just be as simple as existing, just so that existence can be right. But it has. But there's a reason why it's there. I guess that we're goes just to foolish just... to think that we know what that reason is. I guess that just goes to. Uh, do you believe in a god? Do you believe in a, a, a higher 
Well, and calling, it, and I guess? it and it goes back to why exactly I have issues answering that question because if I'm going to answer it, I have to go into detail like I am with you now, right? In regards <laughs> to how I feel about it, you know, like and and that's the issue too. Like, what just happened there? I just said that things exist for a reason, and the automatic conclusion that was jumped to was, oh, so there's a God. So you believe there's a God. So you believe there's a higher calling. I didn't say that at all. I just said I believe there's a reason for it. Well, there, there doesn't have to be anybody that created. Our previous five minutes of conversation, you've said that you. <laughs> well, you literally just asked me again, though, if I about a God or a higher calling. So you brought it back to that point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying that that's not what I said at all. All I said was that there's a reason. Why does it have to be God or anything like that? I guess I was, as you said, connecting the two. The two. Th- Two things that you have said, associating the two with each other. Uh Uh-huh. So associating if... So what other... uh, If there's going to be a meaning to to everything... Uh Uh-huh. Because you said one way or another, right? Right. Both ways, there's opposites of each other. There's meaning to everything. Uh Uh-huh. What what gives it, or us, or anything, that meaning? I guess is why I was associating that with your belief in a god. Well... Unless you can explain it a different way, please. <laughs> well, the thing, is, but well, to go back with the God conversation, though, I, I was very clear that all I, the the only point I was making is that if there was a God, that that is how that God would exist. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So it's it's okay, not so what, so. What makes it? What makes you think that there's meaning to everything? I mean, I I, I guess that's just just downright i mean i guess faith and just that belief system just of that there's always balance in something but i don't think there's necessarily like a higher calling i just think that for in this particular blank slate that the universe exists in there had to be this balance in order for existence to happen so if balance need, so if i believe that balance had to exist for existence to be mm-hmm. well then i have to believe that everything that is in existence is there for a reason so that everything that is supposed to happen wants to happen or needs to happen or could happen has the potential to happen <laughs> so there you go you're getting into different dimensions there adam <laughs> that's that's where this mind operates <laughs> but that is why it's also has anyone just... ever heard adam go on a rant before that was new oh my gosh <laughs> i get so caught but those that's exactly the kind of thoughts that i have that keep me awake at night dude it's just like because you're well, right it, it, it is it's, it's so much to contemplate it's it's but you're absolutely right though it's like i word it in a way like that because it truly is like multi-dimensional thinking it's literally yeah, thinking yeah, outside yeah. of the box but outside like the but, box is. but yeah exactly <laughs> but that's why it's so hard going back to the original point about even having a conversation with somebody who's religious about this because everything that i've just said is me basically just going i don't know but it could be this and here's why it could be this i don't know I mean, but that, it could be this I mean, and that, here's that's, why that's it could no be different this. than than any anyone else really well unless you're you're deeply religious sure even when you're deeply religious you're just taught to have faith not to know um i would argue that most people i agree with you there are some people out there who are are different than this but there's a lot of religious people out there who it's it's not just faith anymore it's they know 100 percent well I'm okay. I, so I, let, we, let me let me give you an example here. No, I totally get what you're saying. I do, hundred okay. <laughs> percent. I believe you. Go on. <laughs> but tell me in the comments if I'm wrong. If there's any <laughs> religious people here listening that I've offended so far. <laughs> so it seems to me if uh-huh. you're religious, it would seem wrong to say no. I know this. Because it seems very clear that it's usually drilled into you that you're just supposed to have faith. That regardless right. of however much proof or not proof there is, it uh-huh. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you learn later. It doesn't matter what's told to you. But the fact is this about God and 
you know, Jesus, your savior and yada, yada. So what, so the, I guess I'm confused how you differentiate then having faith and thinking, you know, something because having faith means you think, you know, that you are correct in your belief system. Uh, I don't even think that's, I don't think so most of the time, because a lot of the time, I don't even know if I should say, especially now, especially when I was growing up, I should say, uh-huh. and you, you and me, nineties kids. Right. Um, A lot of the time you were indoctrinated into the religion. So you didn't have to believe or know or anything. You were just supposed to, you were just told have faith. Right. So I didn't know growing up as a kid. And I I mean, I obviously certainly don't now, but again, Uh I'm not religious. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not told you like, you don't have to know. That's just it. You, You don't need to know. We want you to believe but for now, you just need to have faith. And even then, you can believe, mm-hmm. but you still don't necessarily know. And that's that's kind of the part of where faith comes. That, that's what faith is, so, like not knowing but believing anyway. So I, 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 get, I see where you're getting at, but I think you're giving people with that mindset too much credit because I don't think they look at it that way. So so let me, let me give a personal example. Mm-hmm. And... I'm gonna call out Matthew here a little bit, but I can't wait to meet him. By the but, way, I've heard his voice enough. He needs to hear mine a little <laughs> yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, the only reason why I'm bringing this up was because this was actually a conversation he and I had on a podcast, and I had asked him. And Matthew is somebody who's very religious, right. and I asked Matthew. Oh, I have so many questions for once. him. <laughs> I would love for you guys to have a talk about it. Um, but I asked Matthew once, I go, let's say, I think it was during one of our hypothetical episodes and I asked him, I go, so let's say a man came to you and you, w- without needing like crazy proof or anything, this man had the answers to the universe, right? This man could tell you if God is real or not. That's what I'm talking right? about. Yeah. So, and there's no question with that. Matthew's not questioning that. This man's not questioning that. And I asked him, so would you want to know the answer. Would you want this gentleman to give you the yes or no of is God real or not? And the way that Matthew responded is he goes, first he said, I I wouldn't, uh, I just wouldn't care to hear the answer, right? Just wouldn't care to hear it. He has his beliefs or whatnot. Right. And, but his, uh, his expanded answer was, even if the guy told him no, he would still believe in God. So, even though it's very known that this gentleman has the yes or no answer, if this gentleman told him no. Well, well, well hold on, though. What's What would make Matt believe or any religious person believe uh-huh. this person over there, what they already believe, God? Well, that's why that's why I made the point without going into exposition. I was just, I'm not going to go into a whole backstory of who this person <laughs> is and how Matt met him. Cause, cause I'm just saying, here's this to, to under, to know that this person absolutely knows without a doubt. Well, but that's what I'm saying. This is a man that you as the religious person know that the, like, there's no question. This man knows without a doubt that that was the hypothetical that, that you just know. It's a very hard pill to swallow. Why? It's a hypothetical. Well, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's 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 I feel like it's an unfair question to the person Why? because it's it's a situation that could that would probably never happen. Well, well, no shit. That's why it's called a hypothetical. Well, so so why why is that hard to to delve into and imagine? You're, I mean, it, it, it doesn't I feel, have to be a person. Like, you you just have a way to get the answer. You know that whatever answer you get is going to be the definite answer. I feel so it's unfair to judge the person realistically in a very unrealistic situation. Hmm. Well, I disagree. Because it's a fucking hypothetical. No, and I get that. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have no problem discussing hypotheticals. Right. I'm just saying I've don't think it's fair to realistically judge the person for a very unrealistic situation. Mm. Now, again, I just... it's hypothetical and we can have fun with those all day. I, I, the reason why I have issue with that is because I feel like that's just, that's just an excuse. And I feel like that just only affirms my point more that people that have deep faith don't, it goes beyond faith to where they feel like they know. If you ask Matthew, Matthew's not going to tell you I have faith. He's going to tell you I know. 
if you're fucking listening to this, I'm not trying to put words <laughs> in your fucking mouth, Matthew. All I'm saying is from my conversations with the man, like I would say that that man is somebody who believes he knows and what his faith, his belief goes beyond that to feeling like he has the, the absolute knowledge and what is out there. Well, he so, will have to let me know. Right. Everybody else will have because, to let us know in the but comments. Like, but that's, but that's, I, I, like it said, neither one of right, us are, right. are in that boat. Right. So I want to hear the other side. But that's why. But like, but that's like, like I said, that's why I just feel like you're you're giving too much credit. Even though I do think there are people out there who may word it the way that you do in regards to what faith and belief is to them. Mm-hmm. But for most people who are religious, they cling on to that religion because they feel like they know. I mean, I would argue that my parents, people who religious would see that they know that there is a god they know the stories from the bible are real and i don't know i just i in a lot of ways i think that leaves the door closed oh to i agree a lot of expanded thinking you know? i agree with you there totally but <sighs> religion man <laughs> that's religion. a pandora's box it already was like geez but I've, I mean, you guys learned a whole lot more about how I feel about the secrets of the universe <laughs> and what I think those secrets are. But oh. yeah, dude. <sighs> when does Avengers Endgame come out? To totally switch gears 24th? to superheroes. 24th? This month? This month. Oh. I believe. It's the 20-something. I don't even like Marvel, but I have to see it. Oh, I mean, you know me. I mean, it's supposed to, it's gonna be the biggest movie in like twenty years. There's been, there's literally been how many movies leading up to this event? I I, I am nervous. Why? I just I hope it's I just so hope it's good because oh. and not that the last ones were disappointing. Right. It's just. Oh, I just really hope. Like, <laughs> I, I really hope it doesn't end bad. I just uh, don't. And 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 they've been doing good so far. Uh-huh. So I'm just nervous. I, just, <laughs> I don't know, like little kid nervous. You know, like I have no reason to really be. I'm just like, oh please. Oh, uh, one thing to discuss that I think we we talked about a little bit, but you and I are very big fans of this particular movie, and they're now remaking it, The Lion Remake. King. Oh, yes. Ooh. Chris and I, there's a very special place in our heart for The Lion King <laughs> Disney movie. And I-, <laughs> and I was very excited when this trailer came out so people might hate on me for this part okay but i was not a fan at all uh-huh. of the jungle book live action i wasn't that big of a fan oh either, i thought it just i'm not gonna bash on it you know a bunch mm-hmm. here but i just was not a fan right and, and almost anything about it i honestly thought it was boring i definitely, I, I definitely I, thought it was boring yeah 100 i did not get into it at all oh nope 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 yeah, and no. i wasn't it's like i really liked all the all the voice actors in the movie too oh i loved the voice actors i loved the the computer animation on I it i didn't like those i know you did it which i find so strange because i feel like that's some of the best computer animation we've had in a very very long time it may have been because i was watching it in 3d and I uh, also don't that. like usually watching the theater 3Ds. Uh-huh. So that may have been something to do with it. Right. But even if I... Even taking the graphics part out of it. Again, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't change anything else. Mm. Didn't think it was entertaining. Yeah. Just did not enjoy it. So I was really reluctant about the, uh, the, the, the Lion King live action. Right. Well, whatever. Live action. Why is it even called live action now? It's, know, it's not live animation. action. It's still animation. <laughs> I don't get it. What the heck? I guess I guess uh. create I guess because it creates the illusion of live action. I guess your live, live action. You know? Right. You couldn't see it, but I jerked off under the table. <laughs> Toss it in Adam's general direction. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I always enjoy it when you do that. <laughs> so I was not Gonna be excited for this movie. Sorry for that, folks. That probably peaked a shitload on the microphone. Well, this is me and Adam. (laughs) So I was not excited. Okay. But then I saw the newest trailer. Uh Uh-huh. And I cannot tell you the amount of times I got goosebumps watching that trailer. 
Oh yes. my god! It's it's the fu- dude. It's the music, man. Oh, I know it was so good. It's always the moment the music. it hit. That's there were a few things that were changed, even in the trailer, and I was like, because uh, I'm a stickler, you know? I'm a yeah, little, I'm but stingy, I mean, even though I know, like, I can't really be. So one thing I wasn't sure about when I watched the trailer that still kind of bothers me, and it's just one of those, I'll have to see the movie and see how it goes. I was not the biggest fan of what I saw of Scar. Yeah. I, why couldn't they, if, if he's already animation, why couldn't they animate his mane, make him a little darker, give him his eyes a little more flare, yeah. the, the scar a little more? Well, yeah. well, and that's just it. And it's like, I, so when it came to that, I understood just kind of the mentality of like, as far as live, trying to create the illusion of live action, you know, that you're not going to get, uh, a lion that's, you know, orange with a black mane, you know? Yeah, totally. But so, you can make it a little darker. I agree. I agree. The part that actually bothered me and it was actually one of the same similar things that bothered me with the live action Aladdin trailer is was the voice of Scar I did not I did not feel that the voice of Scar was menacing enough and it was the same way I felt about what I saw from Jafar in the Aladdin Aladdin trailers yes let's go get the (laughs) yes (laughs) exactly Like, it just looked like you just put any old average Joe in a Jafar costume and said, said, pretend it's Halloween. Like, they picked up the smallest kid in the yard. What happened? Yeah. And, like, I don't even care if he's small, but, like, there's no... The little little old guy cartoon was more menacing than this kid. Yeah. And kid, he's probably older than I am. Uh And I'm calling him kid. Like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like, come on! No, that was, it's the same way I felt though. So that's how I felt about Scar when I watched it. Okay. I just felt like there wasn't enough menace, like enough sinister undertones there. I felt like he lacked the voice as much as he lacked the look. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I didn't feel like it was like too bad. Mm -hmm. I was just like... I can I can at least bite on it a little bit. I didn't understand that if they got back, uh, why is his name just Earl James Earl Jones? James Earl Jones yeah. for Mufasa. Darth yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Love but him. I don't understand if they got him back. Why didn't they get Jeremy Irons back to do Scar? Yeah, I was really. I would have been. I would have been cool. To. Like, okay, we got Mufasa and Scar back. Yeah, and then you can make everybody else different if you want. I was really but hoping. I was really, really hoping. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, he's still alive. He's still fucking yeah. great. He still has the voice. I don't get why not. You know, so I don't know. That just bothered me. I'm like, actually, it's kind of funny because all the people that did the voices of the original, they're all still alive. They could have all literally come back and so reprised they only gave, their role. They only gave James Earl Jones the respect. <laughs> like, we can let Darth Vader in. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> and that's what's funny is like, they literally got just him back. I'm like, literally the entire original cast is still living. Yeah, and you, and you got everybody different except for oh, James. Oh, dude, Earl the Jones. scene when he's like growing up during the trailer. The scene when he's like, oh, oh yeah, I enjoyed that. Oh, dude, I, I am the ex- good feels. I am excited to see Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I, I invite, and I do like the two people doing the voices. I don't even know who they them. are. Uh, Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. That's. That's, you know, I might be okay with it because I don't generally like him in movies, mm-hmm. but I've liked him anytime I've seen him in animated stuff. I think he'll do well also. As far as like his voice fitting a very realistic looking warhog. Totally. Like, like, I hope I don't hear too much Seth Rogen, which I know is a lot to ask from Seth Rogen. Right. <laughs> but, well, and, but, I, but you know, whatever. We'll, we'll see what it is. Well, and the one doing the voice of Timon, who I don't think you'll know at all, but his name's uh, Bill Eichner. And uh, he's he's like a B actor right now. He's done like appearances on different shows. He was on Parks and Recreation for a little bit. Okay. And um, but like if you listen to his voice when he speaks, you'll listen to it and go, okay, that makes sense. Why they would cast him as Timon? Okay, like he just has that. He doesn't have a voice quite like Nathan Lane, who voiced him in the original. But it's it's different enough and more like higher pitched and everything to where it's like, okay, if there was going to be a modern day Timon, that would be the modern day Timon. Okay, but and I think Beyonce does the voice of Nala. Really? Yeah, the, she does the voice of Nala. Hmm. And, uh, Donald Glover does the voice of Simba. Okay, okay, so. And um, oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know little Simba or Big Simba? Big Simba. Who's Little Simba? Um, I don't know. I think some nobody. Same thing with Baby Nala. Huh. I don't think they're That's a, not very anybody nice. noticeable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some nobody. <laughs> 
But uh, that who is it? There's I can't I don't think of, I know of any other voices. Jackass they picked up Just in the park. Jackass. I always think about that with the older Disney movies because you always like I know in the original Lion King we know that the kid from Home Improvement did the voice yeah, of right. uh, Kid Simba, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't sing as Kid right, Simba. Right. So, but there was another child who did sing as Kid Simba, who you hear, that's who you hear every time you're listening to the soundtrack or watching the movie, and nobody knows who the fuck he is. It never will. None of you are going to look it up. I will. <laughs> no, I'm curious. I know you will. Yeah, well, I know. Only my favorite Disney movie. So. But, like, but, it, but like, that's just what's funny. Is and you know was, who Big Simba was in the cartoon, right? What? You know who Big Simba was in the cartoon, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Matthew Broderick. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Which is funny. He's another one who I don't really like as really? an actor. But I... I you don't like, like Go-Go Gadget? Go-Go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I think we were just talking. <laughs> you were, oh, yeah. you were. I, was I forget podcast. that you, like, binge listen to <laughs> our binge, podcast. Yeah. So Chris has a job in which allows him to just put on headphones and just listen to whatever he wants. So he's in, been informing me that he's been listening to all the podcast, just binging them. Yeah. So he keeps bringing up things to me that I don't even remember talking about. It's like, no, no, no you talked about that in episode 14. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I've seen that one or, read that or listened to that one. I think I stopped at like 10 and then I started back at the top. To like just start at current, you know. So if you start from, so you said you you're starting from the top and you've been going down, right? Yeah, but every time a new one came out, I listened to that one first. Right. So so where are you on the list then? If you're going down, dude, I don't even know, but like, I've got to be somewhere at like maybe like the high thirties. Okay. So. So you're getting there. Right, and then I've seen, <laughs> and then I've read, or, read all of those are wrong. <laughs> Words are hard. So I have listened uh-huh. <laughs> to, you know, up to like 10. So a few in there I haven't heard. Like I said, I still want to listen to the uh, St. Patty's Day one. Yes, where Justin and I get drunk <laughs> oh and then gosh, forget wanna, that word. I got to listen to that one still, so that's going to be so <laughs> Let me tell you, that is one of the coolest experiences with doing this podcast is especially when you're 66 days, you know, in to doing a podcast every day and you go back and you listen to some of these and there's really this point of reminiscing now of like, you know, like we'll, we'll definitely do podcasts sometimes and when we end the podcast, we'll be like, that was a good one. Like that was gold. Like that is the reason why you podcast is for conversations like that. But then we'll have other podcasts where we'll stop it and we'll be like, well, well, it's a podcast. It's, it's talking for an hour, you know? So it's, it's really cool going back and then you get to look back at some of those nostalgically now of like the St. Patty's day while we're just, and I got drunk and, you know, forgot we were doing a podcast, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's a nostalgia trip for you. Mm-hmm. And then for me and all the rest of the listeners, we just get to have fun for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> every day. You, so every day you're going to keep posting every day? Uh, that That is currently the plan. That is currently the plan. And just, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's almost become, uh, so first of all, it's become very routine now. Right. You know, after, after 66 days, it's literally happened. I just know at some point podcast but, is happening. You know, eventually you're going to have to start recording ahead. Um, so that has happened a couple times. So what we do is uh, not giving away secret. It's not really a secret. I was like, yeah, you don't have to get all into it or nothing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, we we there have been, there have been a couple times where actually I think it's only really happened once. So there was a point where the plan we always had was to always have like filler podcasts under our belt. Just because if we did want to continue, because it's not so much about doing a podcast every day. It's making sure once posted every day. Right. And, you know, and you keep consistency and then YouTube's like, oh, they're doing good. <laughs> yes. It, well, yeah, well, not just that, but like it's just become, you know, personal challenge now. Okay. So there was a point where we had a day where we were able to f- do two podcasts and one of them went out that day. And then the other one we just put into the bank and thank God we did because I think it was like four or five days later. Um, Matthew was gone somewhere. 
So, and we had planned to do the podcast at a particular time. And then I got called into work, had oh, to, like, it was just a situation where like, I couldn't say no, I had to come in. Yeah. So it was literally a day where there was no time for either one of us to get together or to get together with anybody and do a podcast. So it was very helpful to have, now I we had this filler episode, which I think was just like a hypothetical that we were able to put up. And just like help, you know, like, okay, cool. At least we got one up today and we didn't break the cycle. Right. So, but, so it was actually almost, Other than the day you were four minutes late. The, yeah, it was four minutes. So it's funny though. If you go onto YouTube, it doesn't show that it was four minutes late. It does show that it was published the, the day of. Really? But by, but when I was watching it, by the time the video had been done processing, mm. it said that like, it was like four minutes past midnight. But the way I looked at it is I gave people an hour and a half fucking podcast that day. The only reason it did get up in time was because I just drank a little too much and lost track of time. I enjoyed the hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. I did. Well, and you, you, still, you still get a podcast every day for the past 66 days. You know, one just came out just four minutes late. But um, but no, it's it's been very fun. It's become very routine. And as far as the fillers go, because of that one incident, it's actually made me a little nervous because we don't get the chance a lot to do two podcasts in a day to be able to have that filler. Just not that so, time of the day. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. We just don't have it. And so it always makes me nervous because I'm like, okay, well that situation already happened once, you know. So it's like. I don't, if something like that happens again, I don't want to be in this position where now the cycle's broken simply because we weren't prepared for it. Um, because we were originally planning to, there was a point where I was originally planning to go to Thailand in May, oh, okay. uh, which I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Just things came up and I'm <laughs> unable to, yeah, yeah, it was whatever. But, uh, but like, so the plan was, you know, we obviously needed to make sure we had pre-recorded podcast for that extended time that I was gone. Right. And uh, so, it, and we really struggled even with that, trying to find time to find time to do a second podcast to put into the bank for, you know, those potential 10 days. So, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a challenge. There was one time where uh, it came down to the wire and I had to take my equipment and go over to Kyle's house and do a podcast with Kyle there. And I remember I got the podcast up like at 11.59 <laughs> that night. So, close. yeah. So, but the, but that's been the joy in it also is kind of those challenging nights okay. of like, all right, how am I doing a podcast now? Like I told you yesterday and what I was telling or what I told you today about yesterday is uh, when I couldn't get in contact with anybody right. and I thought I was going to have to do a podcast by myself. Right. And uh, just and it was it wasn't even like because I knew I could get like Matthew or Justin to drive down here, but by the time they got down here, it would have been too late anyway. So it was throw up anything, anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I was literally uh, before Vince got back to me, I, w I was literally trying to prepare to like, man. how am I going to do a podcast for an hour by myself? Like, what am I going to talk about? How can I keep people engaged for that long? Right. So and. And I mean, it's a good thing that I'm glad I didn't have to do it, but it was actually kind of a good thing that I got into a headspace of thinking about it because sometime it might come to that. Totally. You know, but that's been the beauty about this dude is, is those challenges and just watching the way all of this like evolves. It's, it's been, it's been quite interesting. I was going to say, it's very exciting. And then I got excited because I looked at you um, and I wanted to say, am I allowed to mention what's not been on your vlog yet <laughs> go for it okay well it. yeah because it was exciting and it made me think about it. in case any of you are wondering i'm sure anybody listening to this podcast has of course seen all of their vlogs so you know exactly what adam already looks like long luscious hair <laughs> a ruggedly just Oh, beard. It makes you just want to bite his something, you know? <laughs> as long as it's something. Anyways, so that's, you know, you know, Adam. Well, he chopped it all off. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. So he got a haircut and shaved his face like a baby's butt. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it makes it a little softer to kiss. I, but I, there's I look, not as much hair to pull when you're behind him. I look like a little Mormon boy now. It's, I, I literally, I always transform. I go from like homeless, like don't approach that, that guy, Billy, to like, 
like, do you want to talk about God today? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> you go from looking like Jesus <laughs> to, to, to preaching about to just Jesus. wanting to preach about yeah. him. Exactly. I I go full circle. I talk so, about talk about dimensions. So really, if you're just preaching him long enough, you'll just become him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. It's funny. So I was when I was at the haircut place today. I was literally having that conversation. And she because uh, and you guys will see this eventually. And if if you're listening to the podcast, you know this before anybody else does. Who just watches the content. But um, usually I go just like. I get just short, right? I, I don't sit there and say like, oh, make sure you do this and you do this and I want this look. I go- you've always been very basic yeah, with our yeah, hair. Yeah, like, I just go, cut the thing. Yeah, exactly. You see this long hair, I want it to be short hair. Oh, just just short, make that happen. And just shorter on the sides and the top. Just whatever. Right. Like, like, like just the very basic haircut. Well, today uh, I was like, well, if I'm going to get it cut short, I'm going to try to get styled a little bit, right? So I basically got what I usually get, which is just as you said. You, Except you just sexier. Keep it, you keep it, exactly. So you, where you keep it like longer on the top and shorter on the sides. But now I have this look where it's like long on the top and it's got this buzz thing going on the sides. Oh my gosh. You know, and it's, uh, I like it though. I, no, I you look it, dashing. I think it's going to look even better when it grows out a little bit. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Cause get when, a little flare. Yeah, going. exactly. Yeah. Get that little flare up and stuff. I, feel I, you? I think so. But yeah, I've, this is the first time I've gotten like a stylized haircut. So I'm curious to see how this evolves as well. <laughs> Probably just evolved to Jesus again by winter, but because that seems to be my cycle the past few years. We will see. <laughs> we will see. But the short hair on the sides, long on the top thing. Oh my gosh! It reminded me of this um, one of those you know try not to laugh challengeable things. Okay. And I was watching someone do it because, haha. And anyways, uh-huh. so <laughs> in the video, uh-huh. it was I think it was called the. A flow breeze or something like that. Uh, anyways, okay. it was a vacuum. Like I'm talking Wayne's World status a vacuum that sucked and cut your hair, and you attach different things to it for different lengths. And the and the guy explaining everything for some reason had like an obsession with kids. He's like, yeah, kids love it this way, and kids like that that way, and kids are doing things crazy this way. Well, the reason it reminded me of all this was because they're like, yeah, kids these days they like their hair cut shorter on the sides and longer on the top. And then it like pans to the guy right next to him. That looks, you know, nothing like your hair. Right. It says, yeah, kind of like my hair. <laughs> it's like, so not his hair. It's <laughs> like, what? what are you talking about? Old man. <laughs> and it's such a like old, like, like early nineties commercial, right. that grainy kind of look people wearing, like just, not good clothing. You know, it's it's ever. so funny. I go back and sometimes I'll, I'll come across those videos on Facebook or whatnot. They'll be like, you know, 90s kids remember. And then it'll be like a five minute video going oh, through like different commercials yes, in the 90s. I love it. And you watch some of those outlandish commercials like you just described. And you're watching them sometimes and you're like... No, they weren't showing this on TV. Oh, they like, so did. Like, they it, so there did. were some dumb ass fucking Bro. things that were on TV. Like, do you remember all those one one set of commercials? I remember always coming on. It was always something for hair, usually for women, right? So okay. one particular one was it would look like this, like like long like elongated fork thing that you stuck in your hair and girls could like braid around it in a lot of different ways and do this but I just remember the commercial playing for years and then I on one of these Facebook videos I saw it and I was like it wasn't a dream it wasn't a dream (laughs) (laughs) it existed there it is that's like when I think about some of our videos we used to have on our MySpace pages and we can't ever find them again gosh yes Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad I so so okay before I tell this story yeah so before I go I give this story let me give some context here so there was this video that Chris (laughs) and I found when we were in high school like freshman year and I think it was earlier was it like seventh or eighth grade no freshman not uh I didn't know you seventh and eighth grade so it had to have been freshman year because I I remember we were still at our junior high school yeah yeah it's weird out here we freaking have our our high school and our junior high that's a whole nother conversation for another day but anyways, but we used to find these videos and they were ju- basically just these cut up compilations, this particular one from uh, different scenes from both Final Fantasy VII, the game and the movie Advent Children mm-hmm. that had come out recently at that point. And they were just different clips from either the game or the movie, but there were different
different sound bites from other movies or other things put over it. Right. And it just, it, it just, the context of it just was hilarious to watch. And there was a particular one that Chris and I found <laughs> that had, that was just always had us rolling over laughing and there was a the the story I was gonna tell was there was a point where I remember thinking about that video, Chris, and I went on a fucking hunt. I've done it a few Let times. Let me tell you, dude, I spent a good three hours just on my laptop, just going through every little fucking resource I could think of to try to locate that video. I went to the dark depths of YouTube, man. <laughs> I went to videos that should never be seen by anybody and I just could not find it I even tried going back into my old MySpace because I remember it was originally like yeah. posted on my MySpace wall you know bulletin whatever it fucking was on MySpace yeah. then and like I couldn't even find it there but what's funny is I did find traces of it oh. so I would find like I for whatever like the reason, old URL code and stuff in your in your Java. Not the URL code, but I would find like when I would be going through the comments, I couldn't find any videos that were being posted by URI in regards to like that video being posted. Okay. But I found the conversation thread that you and I used to oh. comment under the video. Oh. So I remember... But the video wasn't there anymore. But the video wasn't there anymore. But it didn't even have trace of a video. So it wasn't even like video no longer available. There was just nothing Weird. there. It was just our conversation. So... Usually at least like it's like 404 or something. Yeah, nothing like that. So... But I'm sure that's just, just a side effect of MySpace, you know... This was years after they had, you know, redone their a billion website times. and shit a billion times. Yeah, exactly. But this shit was so cool that back was, in the day. <laughs> that was the only trace I found. I was page. one of the later <laughs> ones to go on Facebook, dude. Because Facebook my, or MySpace? Facebook. Oh, okay. So I went onto my. So I had MySpace, and I I right, yeah, instantly yeah, fell yeah, in you love and with me MySpace. Both, and we had our alts yeah. and our RPs and everything. Oh, gosh, oh my yes. gosh! It was a, hold on, Alexander Cole was and mine. Evan. <laughs> Okay, well, now we have to offer context on um, what that's about. <laughs> okay, so one thing, and I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that still do this, and they probably do it on a much grander scale now. There's like straight but, up websites like just for that now. Yeah, I think we found one for the anime fairy tale once. Probably. Uh, but, but anyways, there was something that people used to do on MySpace that Chris and I enjoyed doing quite often that was called RPing. Role play. Right? Yeah, role play. And the particular role play we're talking about was, you know, anime characters. Everybody was an anime character. But the reason why, at least I personally enjoyed this so much, wasn't just the interaction that you got to have creating this character, this alter ego, and interacting with other people's alter egos on these, like, chat forums. But... <clears throat> In was, these fantasy worlds of like whatever that anime was and stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like what I really enjoyed about it was like not only did I create a character, I created a bio, a backstory. Oh, but it was just so fun. I, I loved to Photoshop too. So right. I loved to take old anime pictures. Remember I would make old, like I'd make them change all their like, hair, look change like their the eyes, way. whatever. Yes, and I would do it for like your character, my brother's character at the time. Totally. Oh, it was so good. But yeah, that was all on MySpace. And the reason why I was so late to get to Facebook was because one thing that really deterred me from getting a Facebook was the fact that you couldn't decorate your page. Mm. That's why I always loved about MySpace. You could, it was truly like you could do whatever you could. Facebook was too adult at the time. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it still is. We all just start using it because it became like email to where like you have to have one almost, you it's know, pretty much required. Now. Yeah. Like, exactly. like when you try to get a job, they search your Facebook. Yeah. Like, but- when I got my job now, that, like my, that's normal now. My my boss at my work is very open about the fact that she, you know, Facebooks everybody who you know interviews for the job. Which rightfully so, I would do the same thing every time we hire somebody. I'm like, all right, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> what am I dealing with here? Dude, I'm just the opposite. I'm you like, know. I don't want to know anything about you. Leave me alone. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, dude, like, I'm, just always... your, I'm like, just do your job. Is it bother? Is it? Are you doing your job? <laughs> yes. Cool. We're good. Let, let me tell you, that is, that is a new way of thinking that I have just recently adopted with not just my job now, but just jobs in general. Because I'm just like, like, and it's really just more so because I have so much going on in my personal life to where it's like, I just don't have the energy right. to 
to I need to allocate my energy create relationship here. It's like I should just go to work, do the work, go home, and do what I want to do. You know, especially when you have to work with people you don't necessarily like or appreciate or whatever it is. Well, it's just like I'm at work to work. I'm at work yeah. to make my money. Mm-hmm. Get out so I can go do the rest of my life. Yeah. That's why, yeah. So I like, I, and I'm not saying I don't need. I'll be friendly, uh-huh. totally. But like, my I'm not. My goal is not here. I'm not here to make friends. That is right. not my goal. If it's a side effect of working here, cool. Uh huh. But it's not my intention. My number one priority is doing my job. Right See, now. and I think that's where like the lines got blurred with me at one point in my in my job history. Whereas like I I definitely got to a point where I was like, ooh, meet new people, which was fine because at the time that's what I needed. You know, I needed to meet new people. But now it's like, okay, like I, I'm in that better space now. Like I just need to do my job, leave, and meet people elsewhere now. You know right. what I mean? I think that's where a lot of people blur those your lines. Butt. Yeah. Well. I think that's where a lot of lines get blurred in jobs and I think that's why you have good managers and shitty managers and a lot of the time shitty managers are people who I think blur that line also Mm. and when it comes down to it no matter how friendly you are with an employee you know if if there comes a situation where policy is not being followed or they're getting screwed over because of a shortcut or something that somebody else decided to take because you were being nice as a manager well the it's just a snowball. Effect. Yeah, at that nothing point, about at any that of that point, is good. <laughs> at that point, anything that you may even remotely call friendship between you and that person doesn't matter now. You know, <laughs> so it just, it's like it, it, it shouldn't matter things. in the first place. It just yeah, complicates things. No, I I one hundred percent agree. Well, we are at our hour, sir, and it is starting to get hot in this room. Well, we are both Whew. in here. So. Oh, the, these are good points you make. I mean, the paint is literally falling make. off the walls. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And I'm very happy you guys all got to finally meet Chris. I've been trying to get him out of podcast for a while. Just time frames haven't uh, matched up, and I've been trying to just gradually get people on here <laughs> and then one day when we're able to do four people on a podcast there's gonna be some interesting podcasts that happen at that point that i can't wait uh that i can't wait until you're a part of Dude, for sure excited. i'm for already sure, excited dude. good you should be I have, in my pants. Right. All right, guys, really quick, just remember to follow us on all the social media platforms. Also, keep in mind, we do have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. And any final thoughts, Chris? Well, Adam, sir. <laughs> yes. It's weird. I don't ever call you your name this often. It's just <laughs> yeah, like for some reason, it. like we're on a podcast. I don't call you your name. So I'm like, hello, Adam, the man sitting right across from me. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you. No, seriously. It's just, it's nice to finally be here. Nice to talk to the people. It's just nice to be a part of it all. So yeah, dude. I, I appreciate it a lot. I've had fun and I can't wait to be back. Yeah, dude. I can't wait to have you back also. How are the nerves now? Have you felt better after an hour? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally good now, mm-hmm. especially after an hour and like a couple minutes. Yes. That's, you know, <laughs> that's, what, that's what does it. <laughs> it's, it's true, man. All right, guys. Have a lovely day, morning, afternoon, whatever it is Whatever, for just you. enjoy it. As much as you enjoyed this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Bye-bye.